I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey folks, Tom Merritt here, host of Know a Little More. Long-time listeners know we put these episodes out in batches, a.k.a. seasons, because it takes some work to dig down and research them. But not all of you are long-time listeners, meaning you probably haven't heard all the episodes. Add to that the fact that things change, stuff gets updates, facts become clearer, so we've decided to take the time between batches of new episodes and re-release some of the older ones. This episode is about 5G. It was originally released June 18th, 2020, and we have updated it since that original publication because, you know, you can buy 5G phones now. Enough of the preamble. Let's begin about 5G. G. You're hearing it a lot. It's fast. It's new. It's better somehow. I know carriers offer it. I know phones support it. But what does it even mean? Let's help you know a little more about 5G. The first generation of phones to support 5G are out and they're getting more affordable. 5G services are up and running and expanding coverage. 5G phones are becoming mainstream. But 5G is also a potential replacement for your home internet service because it can offer fiber-like speeds with much easier installation. Let's talk a little bit about what 5G is. 5G is not a thing. It's a term for a collection of technologies. That was true of 4G, and it was true of 3G and 2G. These names mark significant advances in the technology. The G stands for generation. So the 5G is the fifth generation of mobile data technology. And for those of you wondering, yes, there is a 6G under development. Right now, various organizations are developing new candidates for the technology that could one day make up 6G. So we're several years away from even knowing what tech would be in 6G. And that's just it. A generation is a collection of technologies that all work pretty much the same way. You can improve on them within the generation, but if they're the same underlying tech, they're part of the same G. LTE is the main tech used for 4G service. You may have heard of something called LTE Advanced, which is really fast, but it's still LTE, so not a new generation. 5G is new stuff. It's technologies that offer greater speed and, more importantly, lower latency and greater capacity. Speed is not the biggest advantage of 5G. Let's talk about that. The early conversations about 5G were all about speed because that's what people expect. 3G was faster than 2G and 4G was faster than 3G, so 5G will be faster, right? Yeah, 
that's not the biggest advantage. You may sometimes hear people talk about latency and the fact that 5G will make things feel more instantaneous over the internet. And that's more important than the speed, honestly. But greater capacity is something you almost never hear people talk about. And that's where 5G tech really differentiates itself from LTE. With 5G, more devices can connect at once. That's why you hear people say 5G is great for Internet of Things. And I'm sure sometimes you think, well, I've got Internet of Things. They work on 4G, don't they? Mm, Maybe not. Think about it. Your Internet of Things devices right now generally work on Wi-Fi because the capacity of 4G just isn't quite good enough. And if you've used 4G in a car, I think you know this. So what makes a phone 5G? 5G NR is the radio access technology used in standard 5G implementations. It will not be compatible. It is not compatible with 4G hardware. This is why it's different. LTE Advance is new, but it's pretty compatible with existing 4G hardware, often with just a software upgrade. 5G NR is not in your device unless you have a 5G NR radio. 5G phones have to have 5G and 4G radios if they want to receive both, just like you have a separate radio for 3G and 4G service. So how does it work? Well, maybe you heard 5G can't go through walls or gets disrupted by rain. That's not exactly true. 5G isn't the problem. The spectrum you broadcast in is. Think of a radio station. Each radio station broadcasts at a different part of the radio broadcast spectrum. Otherwise, they'd all overlap. Same with phone service. Carriers broadcast their service in different parts of the radio spectrum. So a radio station might operate at 97.1 megahertz. Cell service operates in the hundreds of megahertz or even up in the gigahertz part of the spectrum. 5G generally is operated above and below 6 gigahertz. That's important to know because a lot of the problems are above 6 gigahertz. That's the ones you hear about. And those problems above 6 gigahertz don't exist for the 5G service below 6 gigahertz. You're going to run into that thing where somebody says, well, 5G has a problem breaking through walls. And you're going to say, my 5G service doesn't. And then you're going to have somebody else say, well, 5G gets 20 gigabits per second. And somebody else will go, well, mine doesn't. And that's because 5G services from different companies and even sometimes from the same company can operate in different spectrums. Low frequency 5G, for example, what T-Mobile rolled out in the U.S. is in the 600 megahertz spectrum. T-Mobile operates in a lot of other spectra as well. That low frequency, though, below 6 gigahertz, allows for more flexible encoding than LTE and wider channels. They're not huge, but they're wider than what LTE can do, so it can be faster. Think about a 25 to 50% increase in speed, potentially, over LTE, and cover the same range. You hear this called sub-6 5G a lot. This low-frequency 5G can have the same range you have with LTE, and it doesn't have a problem going through walls, and it has 5G's latency and capacity improvements as well. And while it is faster than LTE. It's not that much faster. This may be another point of confusion where you see some company claim that their 4G is faster than some other company's 5G. That's because the speed potential range overlaps. So 5G service operating at the bottom of its potential in the sub-6 gigahertz spectrum might be slower than LTE advanced working at the top of its potential. But those bragging rights aren't going to last forever. The 5G service that can't 
be touched by LTE, though, is high-frequency service in the 28 gigahertz to 38 gigahertz spectrums, way up there, often referred to as millimeter wave service, abbreviated MM wave. So when you hear somebody say, oh, the service is millimeter wave, that's the one they're talking about. Millimeter wave gives you really big channels. This is when we need to use the word bandwidth more appropriately. We often use bandwidth interchangeably with speed because, well, better bandwidth often leads to better speed. But bandwidth is actually the breadth that a signal can use. And millimeter wave service at that high spectrum gives you wide, wide bandwidth channels for very high speeds. But... Millimeter wave is the technology that drops off faster over distance. It works great when you're close to the source, so you need more connections. That's why some carriers rolled out 5G faster than others. If you're using sub-6 gigahertz, you can use your existing cell towers. But if you're going to do it in millimeter wave, you're going to have to add more base stations, and you're going to need them to connect to landline backhaul more often. Millimeter wave is also the one that has more problems penetrating walls, And we'll get to that when we talk about how it works a little bit later. But with what they're doing to mitigate that, it's not going to be as bad as you think. I've heard some people say 5G won't be able to work inside, but you'll be able to get 5G inside. If it's low frequency, no problem. And even if it's millimeter, there are ways to use it inside. But before we get to using millimeter wave 5G inside for mobile, we should acknowledge that this high-speed wireless service is great for your home internet because it's cheaper than laying fiber and offers more capacity for traffic than 4G does. A lot of carriers stopped laying fiber to the home because they knew that they and their competitors could eventually set up 5G in a neighborhood. And why spend money on expensive infrastructure if someone can come along in a few years and outcompete you before you've recovered your investment? With in-home service, the wall thing isn't a big deal because you can put the receiver anywhere it gets a good signal, maybe even outside, and then your router broadcasts it through Wi-Fi to the rest of the house. Now let's talk a little bit about speed. LTE is fast. LTE can get speeds up to 2 gigabits per second. You're like, wait, I never see that. That, That's the theoretical maximum. So as we mentioned, the speed difference between 5G and 4G may or may not be apparent depending on where you are and what actual speeds they are achieving on their network. That's why AT&T couldn't resist calling its newest 4G service 5G Evolution a couple of years ago, causing a lot of people to think they had 5G when they didn't. What AT&T called 5G Evolution or 5GE was just 4G Advanced LTE that can reach those higher speeds. Now, eventually, 5G will be able to hit 20 gigabits per second, and some implementations are. So there's not going to be a comparison there. 5G's big advantage, though, is in latency and capacity. Again, I can't emphasize that enough. The way you can tell the difference between 5G and 4G is not so much by speed as, wow, I'm practically in real time with my video stream, and you over there are on an LTE connection, and you're not because of low latency. Potentially, one millisecond of latency for 5G compared to 4G, which at best is 30 and often around 70 milliseconds. So we've been saying 5G can do all this better capacity, better latency, but not always better speeds, but eventually better speeds. But why? How does this 5G stuff work? All right. 5G uses encoding called OFDM, which is similar to LTE, but with many more smaller cells, as well as the wider bandwidth that I talked about earlier, and some advanced antenna tech to increase the capacity. 
I mentioned needing more smaller cells when you're at the millimeter wave. I've talked about the wider channels and how that can help speed and latency even at lower frequencies. So let's talk about antenna tech because that's going to help solve getting millimeter wave 5G inside. One of the reasons you need new hardware for 5G is you need new smart antennas in your device. Smart antennas instantly form directional beams. It's similar to deep space telescopes. In fact, thank deep space telescopes. If anyone says, why are we wasting money on deep space telescopes and they won't take you know, learning as an answer, tell them it's so you can get your 5G millimeter wave antenna working. The way deep space telescopes find faraway stars is a similar principle to how you're going to find your 5G signal when you're behind a wall. Mobile equipment will use dozens of tiny antennas. Base stations will have hundreds of antennas because they have that higher capacity. And they'll all work in concert to create narrow, time-varying beams that continually move to stay locked on the desired signal. So when we talk about 5G being a collection of technologies, this is one of the technologies. 4G couldn't use this spectrum, but 5G can because we have this antenna technology. Of course, like with any new tech, there are going to be more complaints about 5G service inside because for whatever reason, you as a user are going to run into situations that beta tests never ran into, and it's going to take a while to squash those bugs. But by all accounts, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to use millimeter wave 5G inside a building as long as you're close enough to the base station because, again, it drops off faster over distance. So if it doesn't, it could be a coverage problem. You may be too far. And there may be more rural gaps more coverage gaps in the millimeter wave 5G service as you move away from city centers. And I think that could be a significant complaint. Okay, so faster service, lower latency, more capacity. What does that get me? Well, when you've got all that, you can do a game streaming service over mobile, for instance. The whole big deal with a game streaming service is figuring out how to get low latency. You don't see them over mobile too often because of latency. Well, now you can. Now, if you got 5G service as your home service, you can use that one millisecond or eventually it might get lower latency. And yeah, if you're a competitive gamer, that still isn't enough. But wow, it's pretty good for most of us. Another one is physical therapy. I see a lot of examples of using virtual reality for physical therapy. We've talked about it on DTNS, but particularly for physical therapy. So someone won't have to have the VR all local whether it's physical therapy or something else, VR can be streamed over 5G. Virtual reality being streamed is very difficult. Uh, there's also an example called smart bandages that track healing. Just one example of the little things that can happen. And you might ask, well, why couldn't I do a smart bandage with 4G? It was because of the capacity. You just couldn't. You couldn't have that many sensors doing that much traffic in, say, a hospital with a lot of bandages because of capacity. And the sensors can move. With 5G, you can just have it everywhere. High-res security cameras, you know, you've got that bandwidth, it's fine. So you can push out all those bits and have high resolution over your camera. Driverless cars interacting with one another is another example you hear a lot of people talk about. If driverless cars want to talk to each other rather than just be self-contained, which will help safety quite a bit... I mean, think about it. If your car can tell the other cars around it, hey, I'm about to turn left, that's an advantage driverless cars have over humans. The ability to know what the other cars on the road are going to do ahead of time. I mean, I, I can't tell what most people around me are going to do ahead of time, even if they signal. To do that, you need low latency. You need high capacity. And that's something that 5G could provide as well. In some ways, it's a lot like having your home Wi-Fi level of service available as your mobile service. 
I know 4G almost feels like that, but there are times when it doesn't. And you know those times when you're out and about and you're like, man, I wish I could switch to Wi-Fi right now. There are also products that just don't get made because they need consistent, wide-ranging, high bandwidth, low latency, high capacity service that 5G is going to provide. Now, all of that is not to say that 5G will solve all our ills. I've tried to point out some of the pitfalls along the way, but it's definitely an improvement. And it's interesting to see how carriers are charging for 5G. It does look like data caps might be becoming less common. But all in all, it's workable. And no, it's not going to change the world as much as many of the things you read out there said before it launched. But 5G is definitely going to change the kinds of devices that we can use and the proliferation of them. I think that'll be interesting to watch. You know, smart cities could become much more practical when you have a ubiquitous, high capacity, high bandwidth service like 5G. I hope this helps you understand a little more about what 5G is, how you can benefit from it, and what its limitations are. In other words, I hope now you know a little more about 5G. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.